This is a sheer on Likute Sichais. Chelek Chaf Gimel. The Sicha of Masay, the first Sicha. Zog the Rebbe on the Pasuk that says, Eile Masay Bin Yisrael. These were the journeys of the Bin Yisrael. And then the Torah specifies the places that they journeyed. So the question is, Frechtman. It is asked, they ask, who is it? So the Rebbe writes in Ara 1, the Alshech, the Kleyoka, the Rachaim. They all ask, as we would say today in today's vernacular. Everybody asks, since we're talking about the place, that the Bnei Yisrael encamped during their long journey. So that means we're not trying to say about the journeys, we're really trying to talk about the encampments. So the Torah should have said, these, not these are the journeys of the Bnei Yisrael, Rather, these are the encampments of the Bnei Yisrael, the places that they settled in the desert throughout the 40 years. More than that, so, says the Rebbe, in, 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 in discussing this question, we know that Rashi has two approaches here. Rashi says, the reason that they showed that Hashem talks about the historical aspect of their journeying is to show the chesed of Hashem. Don't say that they were wandering every night in a different place when they were 40 years in the desert. That's very, very unsettling. That's very, very harsh. Even when you're not in your promised land, but if you can hang out in a place for extended periods, that, that's, real, that's reassuring, that's settling, calming. So we point out here that the whole 40 years, they didn't really travel all that much. When you get down to it, that the initial journey had a bunch of encampments, and the last phase going to Israel had a bunch of encampments, but really the bulk of the interim of the 38 years or so was really in just two or three places. So this points out the chesed of Hashem. So that's why the, um, the, the Torah is pointing out, I want to tell you, you think they were always going from place to place. No, I want to point out the journeys. By pointing out the journeys, that's what the Kalei Yakar answers, by pointing out the journeys, we're actually showing that Hashem was so Rachman that they, they barely journeyed for most of the time. They were, they were in one place in a settled way. But the second Pirish of Rashi says, Hashem wanted to point out and remind, just like somebody goes on a journey to heal. Here we rested, here you didn't feel well, here we went and we, we, we ate and so on. There's a, this is a reminiscing, this is a recounting of what took place. So if you're recounting about what took place, the main time and the main agenda of, 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 of the desert was when they were settled. So you really want to talk about the encampments. So back to the question. Really, we want to be talking about the encampments. So why does the Torah say, Elamasi, this was the journeys? More than that, the main time of the 40 years, the bulk of the actual time, when they didn't win the desert, they weren't traveling. Most times they were in the place where they were resting. So the Pasek should have emphasized when he tells about the journey of the Jews. It says that these are the encampments of the Jews. So Lechari, we could not explain this by Rashi earlier. Rashi, in the end of Parshat Bukhari, it says, this is that the Bnei Yisrael, that the, the, the cloud was with the Bnei Yisrael, went before them, Bechol Mas'ehem, and they followed the cloud, the cloud of glory, Bechol Mas'ehem, in all their journeys. Rashi says that where they encamped was also called a journey. And similarly, says Rashi there, you should know two books on from now, in the end of the book of Amidah, when it says, Eile Masi, these are the journeys of the Bnei Yisrael, and really it talks about the places they camped. It's called a journey because 
when they camped, that wasn't the final destination. They went and they were still part of a journey because they journeyed on from there. So that's why it's all called the journeys. In other words, the fact that we're calling it the journeys is because this is going from Israel, get, uh, going from Egypt, going to Israel, even when they're encamped, it's part of the journey. It's not the final destination. However, this itself requires an explanation. Why are we calling the place of encampment a journey? Because they went and journeyed on from there. But on the contrary, if you're looking at what the real purpose is, the real purpose of leaving the first place is to get to the second place, which is closer to your destination. So why don't we call it, these are the encampments, and then say that that includes the journeys, because the journeys were all about getting to the next encampment, getting to the next stop. You're calling it, these are the journeys, because the, the encampments are about journeying to the next place. Actually, no. The journeys are about getting to the next stop. So call it journey, call it encampments. Also, even if you want to say that the word masa, journey, includes also the time that they spent between journey and journey, while they were camped, it's still not smooth in our case, because here, the main point of the Torah's recounting this is to tell us where they encamped. Right? Um, so therefore, the question is, if the main thing is to tell us about where they camped, at least according to the second Pirish and Ashwa, this is a, a, you know, reminiscent about what happened during their journey till now. So it shouldn't be the word Masse, which means mainly the journey. It should be. These are the encampments of the Meso. So to McKenna, says the Rebbe, Base. We can answer. The purpose of the traveling and the encampment is really about going into Eretz Yisrael. It wasn't all. It wasn't about the stops along the way. It's about moving on and journeying from those stops to get to your final destination. Today we we can sometimes have a few stops, We're going from uh, in my case Bangkok to New York. It used to be a non-stop for a short while, but now it's always at least with one stop. Sometimes two stops, three stops. Nobody's really interested in where you stopped. The purpose is to get to the destination. The purpose of the stops in particular airports is to get to where you're going to. Yeah. So if that's why, even the encampments are called the part of the journey. Because the, the, the settling in, even though the Gemara in Erevin says that when the Jews settled, when the, when, when, the, when the cloud of glory stopped, it was al Hashem, it was Kaman de Kviyah. It, it, it had the din of Kviyahs. Hashem stopped here, the cloud of glory stopped here. Even if we're just for one night, we're here. But still in all, the end game wasn't to stop there. It was a stopping in order to have an interruption, to go further, to get closer to Eretz Yisrael. That was the agenda. However, it's not clear from the fact that it says, Ei lemaseh, Loshan Rabim. From the fact that it says, Ei lemaseh, these are the journeys. In the plural, we understand that the Pasuk means not the... You understand that the Pasuk means not the Tzada um, Shoveh, not the bottom line, not the uh, uh, um, common denominator of all the... not the common denominator of all the journeys and their general content. They were all part of one Masa. They were all part of one journey generally from Egypt to Israel... No, but here the whole Pasuk is coming to tell us a special thing about each individual journey. 
each individual journey is different than the other. Like Rashi says, it was about saying here we slept, here we cooled down. They are called Masay in plural. So since the difference between the Masay is between the journeys, what distinguishes the journeys is about the places they encamped. The journey part is all the same. The journey, they journeyed in a plane, they journeyed by foot. Here they journeyed by foot in the desert. So the journey aspect was unanimous. The distinctive aspect was the encampment. So why does the Pasuk say, why does it identify these journeys as being journeys, not these are the encampments. Really the point being here is about describing the different places they camped. Gimel, we know the Torah of Shem on the Pasuk, it says that all the 42 Masois are to be found by every Yid during the entire his span of his lifetime. This is brought in Degel Machane Ephraim. And it's also, um, yeah, what does he say there? Degel Machane Ephraim, the grandson of the Baal Shem Tov. brings a portion of the Baal Shem Tov. When they're going out of Egypt, refers to the birth of the person. It comes out of the, of the straits of his mother's womb and is born into the world. And then during the lifetime, during his lifetime, that's the other 42 journeys till he comes to the cusp, till he comes to the border of the holy promised land, which in this case, in the analogy of our human life, is the life of a Yid, ends with Eretz Achaim al to go into the supernal world, Gan Eden. And during that time, from birth to entry into the, into the land of Gan Eden, there's 42 encampments. Hashem explains that when we talk about, for example, Kibro Yisataiva, Kibro means that's where they buried the people that had indulged, that had desired the meat, and they ate so much meat, and they, they died. What does it mean, Beruchnias? What does it mean in the journey of a person? Not in a negative journey, but what does it mean in this potentially positive journey? That's got to do with Chachma. Because when you look at Chachma, Chachma is a place where there is the spark and flash of recognition that you're bottling, you understand the realness, the reality of Hashem. And because you re- understand the reality of Hashem, you have such a cleaving to Hashem, all other desires fall apart. You bury all other desires. All you have is a oneness with Hashem. It's a place to bury desires. And it explains that also all the other negative places that are described as being the encampments when the Bnei Yisrael did some negative things, actually they all refer to in their potential, in their source. And they weigh, they can be expressed in our, in the journey of a Jew in 42 Masois, in Bechinais, Kedoshim, Utahedim, holy and pure levels. Even those journeys that the Eden actually did negativity, in their essence, their holy and high-level journeys. Just as we said that Kibre Saitaiva doesn't mean that they were buried because of indulgence, but that indulgences and taivas, desires, were cancelled. They buried the taivas, right? Can't even have. The, the people, they buried the whole concept of people that can have a taiva. When you're in Chochmah and oneness with Hashem, there's no taiva for anything else. So if that's the case, that every Yid has these journeys, so why are we calling it journeys? Isn't the emphasis for sure in our lives the encampments? In other words, the places we journey from one level of Avedis Hashem and Savit Hashem, we get to the next place. So isn't it about getting to the next step in Avedis Hashem? Why are we calling it journeys? Why are we calling out? These are the plateaus. These are the, these are the stations of life. Level, higher than level. Yeshleimah explained the explanation. The appropriate, the desired seder of order of a person's life is that there should always be journeys. 
A person should be a goer, a mahalich, an advancer, a progressor. As Chassidus explains, what's the difference between standing and going in Avedis Hashem? Going amidah, standing means you're, going, you're standing in the same place. And here's something you have to pay attention to, though. Even when a person sees that there is progress, but if it's only progress based on gradual growth, let me give you an example. For example, there's a cost of living index where even if somebody doesn't give somebody else a raise in their salary, many places do give a raise based on inflation or based on the cost of living index, based on what that $100 can buy. Next year, it can't buy the same thing. That's not called a raise. It's an erich. It's erich what it was before. It's connected and similar to what was before. But it's just gradual growth based on other factors. And that's why really the person hasn't left his previous level. Hilach, when we talk about advancing and progressing, going, it means an advancing and a going and an ascent which is which is not comparable to before. You're totally leaving the previous mindset, try to leaving the previous madrega, previous level. And this new level is in a way not even comparable to the previous level that you were at. That's what mahalich means. Gradual going is still considered being stationary. You're growing. You say a few examples. You can have different levels of Talmidim, of students, one above but still in the realm of the other. What becomes, he leaves that realm and becomes totally higher when, for example, he becomes a musmach, he gets smich, he gets ordination, he becomes himself a love, a teacher, a dayan. And in, in that itself, there's many levels of love and dying, but it's a far greater level than just being a Talmud. Now he's been ordained to be a source of wisdom as well. We know that there's Eser Kedoshes, but Eretzisol says there's several levels of Kedusha. Each one is higher, but still in the realm of the previous one. When we talk about some, an, an Aliyah, an ascent, which is not in the realm of the previous one, that would be like going up to Gan Eden. Even if you're in the Holy of Holy in, in Rishalayim, it's a quantum leap to go up to Gan Eden. Even in, in Gan Eden, there's also many levels that are related to each other. And then there's a quantum leap to the next higher level. That's why the Pesach says, Ein Lemasei. These are the journeys to hint to us and to emphasize to us that a Yid is not allowed to be satisfied with stopping at the plateau, stopping at a, at a station, at an encampment. In the same level, even if he's progressing gradually, but that's still called a Hanoya. That's not what Hashem wants from us in its perfect sense. The... the, the the tfuspula, the, the activity, the modus operandi of a yid has to be masse, journeying, going up, going up to the next level. That's different and not comparable to the previous level. And this is called Michael el from strength to strength. Hey, says the Rebbe, chapter 5 in the Sicha, deeper Indian in this. When we talk about going Michael el from strength to strength, we're talking about going. In other words, something that's incomparable to the previous level. You're at a departure from the previous level. There's still two parts to that. There's the departure from the previous level, and there's the arrival at the higher level. And this is the difference between when we talk about two languages, hiluch, going, or nasiya, journeying. Going is about leaving, departing your previous place. And the, the agenda, the purpose is to, to come higher. Journeying is not about going further, but journeying is about, emphasizes journeying and totally leaving the previous level. As it says, Nisav and Eleicha, let us journey away from here and go. Uh, the brothers of Yosef, 
they want to just leave the area where they feel under stress from Yosef's report to Yaakov. Nisav Neleicha, let's journey from here and go to a totally different place. The, the one, the, the Ish, the angel who meets Yosef, when he asks, where are my brothers? He says, Nosum is there. They journeyed from here. They went to a place, a totally different place, a different mindset. When it says that the Jews were busy with gathering the booty at the splitting of the sea that had been spewed out from what the Egyptians had with them, Moshe had to actively lead the people away, pull the people away, that they should journey away from the Yamsuf to go and move on to Mitzrayim. So journeying away by Yisa is more not just a, a, a technical leaving where you were, but it's about the mindset of journeying away, totally departing your previous state and being ready to get to a new state. And that's why in certain um, sukim, the Lashem Nosa, expression Nosa, travel, journey, also means like an uprooting. Similarly, the Yerushalmi, when it, says, when it speaks about Hisiyach Daiti, talking about somebody who moved his mind away, who stopped being mindful about a particular thing, it says Hisiyach Daiti, he journeyed, made his mind journey away from that thing, departed from it. In other words, Hesach when you say that somebody is not mindful anymore about a particular thing, or his mind has left his focus, unfocused on this particular thing, it really means, in its, in its full sense, is that the person has totally moved away from thinking about that. Like we find the din by tefillin. If somebody's doing something in tefillin that he's not mindful of the tefillin, it depends what he's doing. If he's doing something that's something that's joking or, or, or lightheadedness, something, in other words, that's totally not related to holiness. Totally in... Uh, so that's called hesachadas. It's called that he's moved his way, his mind away. He's totally journeyed his mind. His mind has departed away totally from thinking about the Kedusha that Tefillin is supposed to engender, the holiness, the mindful that he's in the, the place of God. However, if he's standing mindfully aware that he's in the presence of God, but he's busy doing his other things, maybe he has to do something, and we have to serve Hashem in many ways, He's in the context of serving Hashem. We're still wearing his film. That's not called. In the old days, he used to wear film all day. So maybe he can be signing a check, but that's not being journeying away from the experience of standing before Hashem. He's doing that in the context of standing before Hashem. If he's standing mindfully before Hashem, even if he's not thinking only about the tefillin, it's not called hesachadas that he tore away or that he moved himself away, he, he, has, he has uprooted himself from thinking about tefillin, from the context of what tefillin is supposed to engender within him, which is, that his mind and heart should be focused on Hashem. Only when he's in a, a place of joking or lightheadedness, kind of in a, in, a, in, a, in a place where he feels not bound up with the context of serving Hashem. He's kind of, you know, relaxing, so to speak, you know, having, having downtime, having his own time. That's opposite the Indian of film. That's not being mindful of right now you're, you know, you're serving Hashem. That's called Hesachadas. That's called tearing yourself away from the concept of film. So Nesia and the Yerushalmi calls Hesachadas Hisiyadaita. You refer to it as moving your mind away. In other words, by Yisou, calling it Mase means we're talking about journeying. The Avayid of Ayid is to journey away, pull himself away from where he is and go to the new place. Ha'orah 22, the Rebbe points out, we can say that this is a, like, similar to the two concepts talked about elsewhere of hiluch and diluch, going and jumping. When you go, you have, the way we walk is, one foot is on the ground, one foot goes to a, a step forward, then the next foot goes a step forward. 
That's gradual ascent. Compare that to jumping. Jumping is non-gradual ascent. It's a quantum leap. What happens when you jump? You jump both feet. You pick up your whole body and both feet are not on the ground. When you walk, even if you brisk walk, even if you walk quickly, one, one, um, one foot is on the ground. I wonder what happens when you run. If anybody has any input, I'm not sure. But anyway, jump, maybe running has jumping incorporated in it. I'm not sure. Akhoponim, we're talking here about Masse. Masse is journeying away, totally leaving the place you're in. That's the way to be it. And this is also the explanation of Isvav, chapter 6. This is also the explanation when it says, hey, These are the journeys of the Bnei Sol that they journeyed from Egypt. Why does it say plural? The Alter Hey, it's one journey that takes, how many journeys does it take you to go from Egypt, out of Egypt? One journey. The first day, when they arrived at Sukkot, they were no longer in Egypt. So why does it say these are the journeys of leaving Egypt? There's one journey to leave Egypt. Ah, uh, you know why it says plural? The Alter Rebbe answers because Misrai means constraints, limitations. And so long as you haven't got to the top level, the level of Yarden Yerechai, Yarden Yerechai is a code word for going to Eretz but it's also a code word for Mashiach, as the Rebbe will say. It's all the level of Mitzrayim. Mitzorim Ugvulim. I think the Rebbe says it here in the continuation of the Sikha, but Yerichai is from the Lashon of Reach also. It says about Mashiach, the Mashiach will be able to judge by his sense of smell. So, so long as you still haven't gotten to Yerichai, to Mashiach, everything is still Mitzrayim. Everything is still limited and constrainful. So you haven't totally left. You haven't totally journeyed from Mitzrayim. You're not up and torn away from Egypt. However, every journey is also a journey away from that particular Mitzrayim. So it's mass A, it's journeys going from Egypt because there hasn't been a one total journey away from Egypt. That would be Mashiach. On the other hand, these are all journeys of, of, of exodus from Egypt because every journey is leaving that particular Mitzrayim. And that's what the Pazit says, Elim Masim Neisol. These are the Masay. Why does it speak about the journeys? Because the encampments, the achievements to get to the level where you can, so to speak, contemplate, relax, hold back for a little while, that's not the top level of going out of Egypt. That's a stepping stone. That's a level. That's a station along the way. You need to totally go out of Egypt, totally go out of restraints. At every level you reach, you have to be already gathering your strength to pull yourself away and then in Alish Leber to jump to the next level. Not to stay at that level even in Kedusha, because it's a restraint, it's a constraint. You don't stop by a level as the final destination. If you stop. You stopped at the, at the stop before your final destination. So that's it, I'm tired. You didn't get You got to get to the final destination. Get your strength, move on. They're all about, the encampments are all about continuing the main agenda here, which is about journeying. Journeying till you leave Egypt. Another thing is, we know that the 20, 42 Masois in the, in, the, in the desert are a remez about the Zmanagolos. That the collective time that we are in Golos, when Yidin are in the Midvarah, in the desert of the nations, comprises our journey, Am Yisrael collectively, in the total time, almost 2,000 years of Bin Golos, is a, is a journey of 42 stops. And it comes out that the encampments in the desert are actually part of the Golos. It's being stuck in the Midvarah Amim, in the, in, the, in the desert of the nations. How much more so in the places where, God forbid, we, we created things that Hashem was upset about. That's for sure part of the descent. 
nonetheless, think about it. Here's the good news. That is also called part of the journey. How is that part of the journey? That's, that's part of the downward journey, not the upward journey, not the redemption. The journey is supposed to be about journeying away from constraint, journeying away from trouble to the promised land. But sometimes we went, if you look at our steps in Golas, we went whoa, deeper into the Golas. An explanation like this, all part of the journey upwards towards Hashem. The purpose and the kavana, the agenda of the, even the Yerida, even the descent into Golas, is the Geula that comes afterwards, the redemption that comes. It's a Yerida Tzerechaliyah, Shem doesn't give us downwards. The purpose of a downward is only if there's a, a, not a commensurate upwards, but an upward that makes the downward worth it. And only through that downward, through that yirid, through that descent, you could have the descent. And you could have a descent much higher than you would have had without the descent. That's why it makes it worth it. It's Yisun Erem and is the benefit of the light that comes because you had the descent into the darkness. So according to this, we also understand that the descent into Golos is a part of the general Ascent to come to Yarden Yerecha, which is Mashiach, Hari Areach. The Gili Mashiach, as we said, the Mashiach is able to judge based on Meirach Vedoim, he smells and he's able to judge. And even when God forbid a Jew falls through, even Chasvashom and Ayid falls into a sin that he shouldn't have done. It was not the Rotson of Aelian, it wasn't Hashem's wish. You asked Hashem, What do you want me to do? He said, Don't do that. And he did it. A person shouldn't fall into a depression. Well, I'm going to give up. Shem said not to come here. I came here. I'm not meant to be here. No. Now you have to understand that now you've got to create a, a, a benefit from being here. You have to get the purpose of really why you fell. That's the benefit of the light, of the darkness. You have to find in this journey itself where it is a journey, not a downward, where it's an upward. And that's the benefit of tshuva. And that's why in Torah it's called Masse, because Bipnimius, it's really about going up. And really this is a very deep concept. Um, it says that even though you did against Hashem's will, so to speak, but it's Hashem's, in, it's part of the plan. So don't get depressed. Pick yourself up and say, Hashem, what am I meant to do now? Oh, now you're meant to feel really bad that you did that. Not depressed bad. Energized bad. Sorry, not bad. Sorry. Energized. Remorseful to go, I'm going to make this better. I'm going to make this experience the, 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 the catapult point for me to go up higher. Ches. This is also, now we understand the connection of Pasha's Mashi to the time when we look, read the Pasha. In the Bein HaMetzorim, whatever it says in R30, there's also other explanations. So, we're reading it close to Rish Chedish Menachemov. This is to encourage you. Why? Going into these days, oh, these are days of constraints, especially the nine days, the nine tag, which start with Rish Chedish Menachemov. They remind the Eden about the great descent into the this last Golos. We have all these customs where we have to restrain ourselves from being uh, be mournful in some way. A person shouldn't get depressed from that. From this, and, and it is bitter. Golos is bitter. But we shouldn't let that get us de-energized and depressed and pulled down. A person has to know that this is all in order to be able to redo, transform, and ishabcha. The transformation of this situation, use it for the best, which is going to bring the transformation of our situation. If we transform this descent into a descent, that Hashem will transform, that it will become an ascent. And that's why in these days we really have to have a lot more energy, chayas, energy, slavos, excitement and, and uh, enthusiasm, the air and light, with the lebedikite, with lichtikite, more liveliness, more light, and there's no light but Torah. 
We have to be more involved in positivity. And that will illuminate these days of the th three weeks, which are called Vena Mitzorah, between the constraints and the time that we remember the Godos. And brings that what really the Masois, really these journeys, even the downward journey, is all about the Aliyah. Until we'll have the main journey, which is that these days will be turned, to days of joy and happiness and good days. coming speedily in our days. And Araf 34, the Rebbe says, especially what kind of Torah, learn the Torah about building the Beis Amigdash. Because the Tanchuma says, Medjur says, it's as if when we learn about building the Beis Amigdash, it's as if we built the Beis Amigdash. And more than that, he says, Ein binyan Beisi Batal. The Medjur says, I'm, if you read about the building of Beis Amigdash, the building of Beis Amigdash is not, is not idle, it's happening. This is the Sikha. The Rebbe in the Sikha quoted a Chassam Sefer about Kivri Sataiva. Uh, very interesting. Um, which then Chassam Sefer says, Kivri Sataiva is where they overcame Taiva. They left Kivri Sataiva. And they went to Chatseris. Chassam Sefer, Chatseris is when you, when you understand that the world is just like a, like it says, Perkeovis, is a preparation for the real world. So they, the, the, in other words, the key of overcoming Taiva is understanding that this world is just a chotzer. It's just an antechamber before the real, the real world. That's what the, 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 some sefer says. The never quotes here the Rachaim. If you look at the Rachaim, Rachaim says, why we talk about the Masois. The Rachaim says something that's very important, especially for people that travel. Now it's the summertime, a lot of people travel. And the Bnei saw what they were doing in the desert is getting the Nitzitzis. And when the Nitzitzis were ready to go, the Bnei Sol moved. And they took with them, like a magnet, they took with them the holy sparks of Kedusha that were in the particular places that they were to be found in. So it's really about the Masois. It was really about the elevation, the journeying, and the, and the, and the, and the taking away from that each place, the Kedusha, and moving it towards Eretz al towards, uh, towards Eretz Yisrael. Cult of Mashiach now.